Hey guys, this is an insane video. We're doing a reaction to a money tips and tricks video. I'm here with Dave Charlson. You guys have already seen there's a podcast up, so go check that out. But this is going to be a very unique format. We're reacting to ourselves. So Dave, like, what do you think about this? I know we're talking about the pet food products and we're going to jump into that now. I hear Are you ready for this? I'm ready for anything, Daniel. You, I'll, I'm, I'm following you as my fearless leader into the, into the unknown. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about it. I know you did like, I'm going to mention it in this video, but you're going to talk to the virtual me. So I'm going to kind of keep quiet and only react when I need to. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Sounds good. Sounds good. It sounds good. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Money Brew Tips and Tricks. This is the short version of our show. And we just like have a session with uh, Dave Charlson. You can go watch that uh, over here somewhere above us. It's an amazing, credible session if you need to discover who the F you are and like what your essence is. Not in a weird way, like this is legit awesome stuff. You guys should definitely invest in that. Now, Dave, I brought you back because I wanted to, I just, there was so much, so many questions I had on the product side. And for those of you who have product businesses, um, the big thing about Dave is, you know, he had a very successful transition from more, a mortgage banker into uh, going for, you know, pet pet products and things like that. And over the years, generated 16 million in revenue. So it's, it's a huge achievement, Dave. Welcome back on the, the, the tips and tricks. Um, yeah, tell, tell us about like what it takes to make successful products. So well, I guess I would you say. Yeah, no problem. I would say what it takes, uh, Daniel, <laughs> is uh, number one is is looking for opportunities. For me, you know, the my first product that I helped develop really was. I mean, honestly, it came from from a prayer meeting and um, and just it actually came from caring about the place I worked at and wanting to do a really good job. So the place I worked, we had a machine that was uh, taking walnut shells and making pellets for pellet stoves, which is what people use to heat their homes. Uh, that product wasn't going well. We'd invested a couple million in, 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 in robotic machinery and so on. And, um, and I was cool. praying for a solution to that. And the solution came, the solution came um, in the weirdest way. A local shelter discovered that our pellets for pellet stoves were litter. Uh, I felt inspired by that and um, began to build build a business plan around that. And next thing you know, we we had a product on our hands that um, that went multinational in about eighteen months. So I, I don't know how to answer your question other than um, if you're if you're on the lookout for opportunities and you access parts of yourself that um, that you believe in but might even seem uh, a yeah. little bit far fetched, it's uh, it's 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 good to listen to your gut and in my case listen to god i love it so he has we'll go into the next one here like the dollars and cents you know financial advice i think you know is so crucial like for products i don't know those segments i think i messed around with ebay uh, back in the day and i like flipped products and there's so many things to keep track of when you're starting out like i know there's so many I have spoken to people who do venture capital where it's like it's a five-year sprint they don't make money they don't make any money for like the first four or five and then at that five six they sell the company or they um, raise more capital what is like your perspective on that and, and advice capital wise well i you know um i feel like i feel very fortunate in the in the capital raising game i got some good coaching 
but I just believed in myself and I believed in and what I'd accomplished uh, prior to raising capital. So that that cat litter story that we've talked about, that cat litter story was uh, me doing that as an employee. And I had a couple, I had one more, a couple more ventures that were similar to that as an employee. And uh, I did end up getting getting involved in developing another cat litter. But when I decided to venture out on my own and raise capital, um, I relied back on those experiences as an employee to believe in myself. Um, and when I went to go raise capital, it was the, to my surprise, the coaching I got was keep it very, very, very simple. Don't, don't overwhelm the audience with, with crazy spreadsheets. I did a very simple two year pro forma. Um, and I walked it out and my advice I was given was pretend like you're talking to a class of third graders and keep it as simple as possible. So I, I followed that advice and, uh, and to my delight, you know, I've talked to some of the investors post investment and they said that they love the simplicity of the story and they could tell that I fully believed in what I was saying. And that is the reason that, that I raised capital. I love it. I mean, that's something I always struggle with. And I think being young is I don't, I am overcomplicate things. And <laughs> I mean, even this section, right. like, so I would say, do you think for, for like product companies out there? you know, simpler, better. I think you're hitting such a strong nail on the head, even for us young guys, you yeah. know, we, we tend to overcomplicate everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and part okay. of that is, go ahead. Um, you, you want me to answer that or? or, or oh no. Yeah. You're, yeah. yeah. Go yeah, for it. The, the, the thing is, is that, um, you know, I'm 51. And so, yeah, I've definitely overcomplicated things and, and finding the simple elegant path is a lot more work than it seems, but it's worth pursuing it. And, and, and it, um, and sometimes it requires uh, struggling through complicated paths to find the simple, elegant one. So, you know, my advice would be if you feel like things are overcomplicated, it, the simple, elegant path doesn't come uh, right away. You have to you have to explore and discover and and refine until you find that simple, elegant path. Okay, so before I carry on, guys, I really want to thank uh, Bike Shop Agency. They're an amazing company. They do live streams like this that we're doing now. Is it's believe it or not, this is like pre-recorded and all that stuff. There's so much in the background you don't know or even think about. If you have events or you have an event company, you should definitely check them out. It's bikeshop.agency. Phil Fenduren and Peter Romero run that company. They've run such big productions that you it would blow your mind on kind of the capabilities they have. So definitely uh, swing by there. I would say you should check their website out and then connect with them. If you're thinking of production stuff, these are the guys to talk to. Um, so let's see what this virtual self year of me goes into. See how wise the older me is in trying to do something and say, okay, I'm in this for the long haul. No matter what happens, the journey is worth it. So I've heard a lot of entrepreneurs say that. The, this this leads me to like, what is the most bizarre I think that's happened? I don't know, like, is there a bizarre thing that's happened in your product world of engaging with people? And, and what is it like? <laughs> yeah, that's that was a great one. And the story uh, that I, I'm going to tell again, the most bizarre thing ever was um, when you're making products for people that own cats, uh, you're really making products for cat owners, not for people, not for the cats. And uh, so we would get testimonial letters from people that used our cat litter and how, how, it, how it, it changed their life and how much their cat liked it. And one time we got a letter, handwritten letter in the mail, and it had a picture of it with the, like kind of like a family portrait with the woman holding her cat. And um, so we were kind of shocked. I mean, first of all, okay, that's, that's not that weird if you love your cat and your cat's like your family member. 
But when we looked at the picture closer, the cat had two colored eyes. Yeah. Uh, like green, I think calico cats. And the woman <laughs> had contact lenses and had made her eyes the same color as the cat. So that is definitely... No way. Definitely That's... the most bizarre thing that, that I ever encountered in the pet industry was just somebody that was that one with their animal that they were willing to do a family photo and... Uh, we're assuming it was contact lenses. I suppose it could have been photo doctor, yeah. but we're pretty sure she went through the trouble of doing contact lenses. No, I believe it. I mean, I think it goes to say, you never know your consumer until you like really yeah. hang out with them and see what they're right. doing with your products and with like the the product and what the cats are eating. That's like one of my favorite things about marketing. Okay, let's see this next one here. What do I have to say? I'm gonna love your animal to the next level, you know, for that. Um, I forgot to do this in the show, so I'm gonna do it right now. The Marmite. We didn't try the Marmite. Let's do it now. Like, it's rock and roll. Let's see. I'm excited to see this reaction because I know in the show, if like, you, if you made I'm gonna dog, mute myself. I, I know you kind of open it up and you get it going here. It's like super exciting. What are you thinking in this moment? Like, okay, I'm gonna try the Marmite again. Like, what are your thoughts? I, I. I actually, I think I was thinking it was Vegemite. So I was expecting the Vegemite taste, which I've had. And so I wasn't, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to really like this. I, Vegemite and Marmite taste very different, by the way. Um, <laughs> Vegemite's do. almost like a, like a, Vegemite's like kind of a, if I remember right, it's kind of a sweet and, you know, I've got my Marmite, just I'm, I'm ready to go. But uh, yeah, I'm going to taste it again right now just for fun because I, I'm, I'll be more ready for it. It's like a salty taste. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll do the scale one to, yeah. to ten, wow. right? Yuck to yum. It's still a surprise. <laughs> it's still a surprise. Yeah. Holy guacamole. I like I like things that that mess with my taste buds a lot. So I really actually really like that. I think I gave it an eight. Cool. If I remember right. Yes. And I would still give let it, me check. I think let's let's see. Okay, well it's gone up then. It's gone from a six to an eight. I think yeah. So you gave it a six. Wow. That's so cool. I love it. Like, it's weird now that we're doing it again. You gave it a completely different rating. Okay, mm -hmm. let's see yeah, what other pet food uh, and product questions I got here. Yeah? The one thing that was weird in this like whole setup was my head was always down. <laughs> That's true. I see that. the last question that i was going to close it with okay would yeah we go so dave the last question then they will close out money boot tips and tricks what would you say is more is like more appealing with products to be unique and different or to have like more marketing data how like between those two like what in, in the product world is it more about uniqueness or is it more about the yep. data either way so is, is fine the data is definitely more important in the beginning, you don't have data. So in the beginning, all you have is your uniqueness of your product. You, you've got, I believe in this product. Um, what I've relied on is in the beginning is just sheer belief, sheer passion, but you want to get data as fast as you can because, um, so you can start off with smaller players in the, in the different channels, like start, start off. I know a lot of companies that start off in farmer's markets um, and you can get good data there. You can get written testimonials. Then you can get into a few stores but gathering your testimonials, gathering sales data, as you grow and work and scale up, you're gonna want, uh, you know, the, the buyer of Petco for a pet product wants to see data. 
they don't they don't they don't typically take a chance on a product that doesn't have a proven track record that's super good but, so but rely heavily on your belief yeah go ahead yeah i think so like i i you'll see this in the podcast guys thanks for watching this episode in the podcast we do some data analysis on chewy.com where dave helps me kind of go through every little segment of that so you can check that out if you like these products you can try them it's on danieljamesmedia.com slash yuck to yum and yeah thanks for watching catch the next video and uh make stoked for you guys to react to this reaction of us reacting it's like an endless loop of reactions <laughs> <laughs> love it That's awesome. cheers thank you so much dave yeah, thank you yeah i ain't here for the money i ain't here for the fame though it might be nice to own a jet plane i'ma do it all for you come along and see it's true but the